Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. Today, I'm looking forward to speaking with Ashley Selman, a high performance fitness leader who has not only raised the bar on how to run a training business, but who generously keeps inviting others to come along with her. She shares her passion and expertise with both clients and colleagues. Ashley is the founder of Evolution Trainers, the largest personal training studio in Silicon Valley. She leads the 14,000 square foot, seven figure personal training and wellness studio with a world-class team of dozens of health and fitness professionals. Ashley also helps studio owners through her studio owner mastermind group. In addition, she is an educational consultant for IDEA and is a member of the IDEA Club and Studio Advisory Committee. We have a lot of ground to cover today, so let's get started. Welcome, Ashley Selman. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Sandy. Great to be here. It's awesome to see you. So good to see you. I know it's fun to be able to see you at least virtually since we haven't been able to see each other in person lately. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just, you know, it's crazy to think that the last time you and I podcasted was in person at 2020 Personal Trainer Institute. And that was just a week before the world shut down. We got home and pandemic hit. And you know, because yeah. of everything and everything in the industry has changed um, from that point so rapidly. Um, the episode we cut never saw the light of day because it just, <laughs> you know, the things we talked about were important at the time, but really sort of irrelevant as things went on. So oh, here, yeah. here we are 20 plus months um, into this <laughs> thing and how the world has transformed. So I think that's a good place to start. Um, I, I was hoping first you could tell us about your pre-COVID business model and then trace the evolution of how that's changed since we last talked. Um, yeah. and, I, and I know it's a loaded question, but how are things going? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh gosh, where do I start? No, I know it's crazy to think back about that uh, to that last interview because that was the last live event you know, any of us went to. And it's like, we kind of knew going in like, oh, should, you know, there were some questions, but who knew it was going to turn to this? Like nobody had that foresight. So, um, yeah, so since, so my business model um, prior to that was I have a 13,000 square foot private training studio that we specialize in one-on-one -on -one training. We also have physical therapy, chiropractic, massage therapy, all on site. We do some small group um, you know, four to eight type size group training as well. But we really kind of specialize in that niche of being high end personal services. Mm -hmm. So that's where we shine. And we have about 40. Um, I don't even call them independent contractors because that's not what they are. They're independent business owners. They own their own business and they operate out of my space. So evolution is sort of the overarching space to house these individual um, independent businesses and our secret sauce is that we all work together and we create a community and we have a team and we cross refer. And so um, people have the autonomy of their business, but they're not alone. And we have a, a nice um, community um, among each other. So it's really, it's really been pre COVID a very successful model. And then COVID hit and, you know, 
everything changed. And you had 40 business owners to sort of corral and yeah. come, come to an agreement with, right? Yeah. On how, how things were going to happen. Right. And the, and the biggest challenge for us is I, I, uh, my business model was always, you know, they are renting space and equipment and they're sharing in this community and we would charge for when we would give someone a client. But so we technically didn't really, a lot of the trainers brought their own clients. So evolution as a business didn't really own, own sounds like a weird word, but you know, we weren't the ones that owned the clients per se. So when COVID hit, obviously the trainers, we all had to pivot. The trainers pivoted to going virtual, but as a business, I couldn't, uh, they, they charge the clients directly. So I couldn't really take a portion. I didn't feel right about taking a portion of those sessions because they weren't, they were doing it from their home. They weren't paying me for space or equipment. Mm -hmm. So that's where I say like my model, which I loved heading into COVID, I still do love it, but it was not a good model for COVID because when people went home and, and did Zooms, I know a lot of studios that have employees were able to, you know, be the central piece of the Zoom sessions and still collect revenue. But in my model, and I have a couple other friends that do the similar model, it was just, just didn't feel right to do that because that wasn't, that didn't fit with our model. So it was tough. It was definitely tough in the first few months. Um, we were lucky that we had physical therapy and chiropractic because those were deemed essential. So we were allowed to keep those operating. Um, but that's a pretty small percentage of our overall business typically. Um, and then a few months into COVID, I think around June, we were allowed to start doing outdoor training and we were, we were lucky and we have an amazing outdoor space. We have these big roll-up doors that open out to our back parking lot. Um, we have a track out there. We moved some equipment out there and we had some, some overhang for shade and we just created as, as good of an outdoor space as we could so that we could um, get some people coming back and get some revenue coming in. So that helped us a lot. Sure. And um, about what month was that? So that um, was last June. So just okay. over a year ago. Yep. And then we were outdoor only for for a while and then you know then we had those fires and it was smoke and oh, it was just crazy it was a crazy year but then starting in I think in the fall of last year we were able to come back indoors at a really small percentage with masks and you know every step forward helped us but it was very slow because there were, you know people didn't really want to work out in a mask and you know they, they that was a barrier then we finally got to be without masks people started getting vaccinated. We really started come, making a pretty good comeback this last spring in like May and June, actually faster than I was expecting. I, I was expecting it to take a long time to get people to come back, but we got people back. And then as Delta sort of has hit, I'm happy that we at least haven't gone backwards. Like I feel like the people who have come back have stayed, yeah. but I feel like it's stalled us out a little bit from our, from continuing to, to recover. Yeah. So, so we're at about 60% now of our pre-COVID um, revenue, I would say. And what about in terms of the, you know, the 40 independents who, you know, who were running their businesses out of your space? I yeah. Mean, how, how many of those have come back or, or has there been turnover? Have new people come in? What does that look like now? Yeah, great question. So the majority of them have come back, which has been great. Um, a handful have not, and, you know, not surprisingly, the ones that have not tended to be the ones that weren't as involved or they were more part-time or they weren't the ones that were as good of a fit for our team. So it's mm -hmm. kind of naturally kind of shed, um, 
just the people that weren't as much on board and, and in support of evolution. So in that way, it's, it's kind of leveled up our team. Everyone there is super loyal and excited to, um, uh, or motivated to help evolution survive. And they're really, um, thankful that we're still there. And it's a really great, even though we're not as busy as we used to be, there's a positiveness in the, in the community that we're still there and we're all in this together kind of. So that's been good. We've grown our physical therapy. So, so that's actually increased from before COVID and our training. Um, we've gotten two new trainers. And honestly, I haven't been focused on that as much as I probably should be, or now I'm going to kind of shift my focus. I've mostly been focused just holding it together and trying to get our original people back. Yeah. Understandable. And we're still kind of focusing there. Yeah. And eventually we'll, we'll start to, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to grow more, but right now we took the time to um, update some of our systems and um, clean up some of our inconsistencies and some areas where we weren't doing well from an operation standpoint, or maybe losing revenue in certain areas and just kind of that's been one of the silver linings of COVID that we'll maybe get into more later, but just giving the opportunity to up-level some of the things in our business that I was too busy to do before. Mm-hmm. And also I almost like wasn't confident enough to do it before. Like I was too worried about change and what would people think. And with COVID it like wiped the slate clean. And it was like, nobody's going to argue now if I make this change, nobody's going to push back. You know, people want us to succeed. They know we have to do what we need to do. So it, it gave me the confidence to be like, this is a business. We need to be successful. So we need to make these changes. Not everyone might love it at first, but it's what we need to do. And I've just pushed through on some of those things that in the past, I kind of like, kind of held back on. So yeah, that's been kind of a win for me. Would you, um, would you care to get into detail about one or two of those things that you pushed through and said, all right, now's the time we're going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two things come to mind right away. One is we have a, a facility membership for our clients, even though we're a personal training studio. It's a great thing we executed five or so years ago. It's a small fee. And we had some people that didn't come in very often. So they wanted a discounted membership or they, you know, there were just people, these exceptions to if people had a membership or what that amount was. And so I was just like, no, this is the membership. You need to be on it. And it just, I kind of, just didn't make the exceptions anymore and just made this is consistently across the board what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can choose to be a member here or not. And we have a day pass, which was, we always had, but I just was more firm and I tend to be a people pleaser. So in a way that helps me as a business owner at times, but I can get too into where I listen to everybody and I get a little soft. And so I just was like, no, that's, that's across the board. The other one, that was a big one for us as we moved all of our trainer schedules on online where they have to pre-schedule in advance. They have to reserve a spot. Um, and now we know who's coming in, what time we know what clients are coming in. And before I just felt like, Oh, that's inconveniencing the trainer too much. My goal is to help their job be easy. And, but it's so much better for the business. And before I was afraid of the trainers, like, Oh, it's one more thing they need to do. And, now I just like you guys, we, this is a must for us going forward and they have all been hundred percent on board and that's really cleaned up um, and allowed us to do a lot more reporting and staying on top of clients and um, just capacity of the gym and um, just so, so much better from a just operations and a, a clean system standpoint. 
Yeah. So really something that you had wanted to do for a long time, but that you, um, you know, really it was born out of safety for COVID mm-hmm. out of being exactly. pra- practical. And it really mm-hmm. just gave you a good excuse to do it. Exactly. Yep. Well, congratulations. Time, we, we, you know, we didn't, we weren't as busy, so we had less people to train in the beginning. We've kind of gradually rolled it out and it just made it a lot easier to, to do that. So yeah, thank you. It was, it was definitely was a, um, a silver lining. Yeah. So um, any other silver linings? Because I think we all need to hear more of those these days and just like good innovations, good ideas. What other things surprised you in a positive way? I think the the amount that the, the team and the clients that are still with us, how much they're sort of rallying around and wanting us to be successful. And I, I feel like um, just for me, just almost emotionally, just knowing that there's that much like care and support for the business has been really uplifting in this time where it just has been really hard to be a business owner. Like none of us signed up for any of this. And so that that's been just nice for me to feel like, wow, this does mean a lot to people and they care. Mm -hmm. So that's been huge. And, uh, let me think, what are, what are some other silver linings? Um, I know there's more, I think for me on a more personal level, just, I, so during the middle of COVID, my partner and I had a baby. So that's, uh, <laughs> congratulations. That's, kind of that's huge. And <laughs> it was huge. So big life change, but it gave me, I had this sort of time that I could spend more with my family than I otherwise would have had. Um, so kind of the gift of time and stepping back and recharging. I was in the beginning of COVID very burned out and sort of like, overwhelmed and kind of thought I might be done. Honestly, I had a moment of like, do I want to keep doing this? Wow. And, um, because I had this sort of gift of, it wasn't as busy. And of course there was things I was working on, but I, I took some time away. Like I sort of feel recharged in a way that, that was unexpected to me that I would be able to get to that place again of feeling excited, um, to move forward, even amidst we're still in this continued challenging period. So yeah, so the, the I think a lot of people had had that chance to step back and do a little soul searching, and you know some may have left the industry, um, some mm-hmm. may just be taking a break. But it sounds mm-hmm. like you got enough mellow yellow and blue sky time to just put it all together and 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 figure it out, figure out how you're going to move forward. Yeah, and then and then a few of these changes I was able to make, I actually feel like my business takes less of my energy. And it's, I also have a little bit of a healthy, um, like a healthy disconnect for my business. Like, not like I don't care. I still care very much. I love it, but like, I was almost too emotionally tied to it before. I think the ups and the downs and especially the downs, you know, you get too sucked in where now it's like, you almost lost everything. We kind of grieved, we all grieved what we had before. And now it's sort of like, I don't have this fear of losing it. It's just sort of like, so I have this healthy detachment that's not as draining for me. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's been kind of nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great observation. You know, about your business model, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, you mentioned that the you've increased the physical therapy aspect and I, I 
what does the chiropractic look like? And then that tied to essential versus non-essential, which fitness fell into. And I, mm-hmm. you know, that, that could be, you know, just opening a whole podcast to talk about why is fitness on an essential or not considered essential. Right. right. Um, and, and I know you probably have a lot of ideas on that, but just, just briefly, you know, the, this whole tying of allied health to, the whole model, the continuum, as it were, mm-hmm. and putting them all mm-hmm. under one roof, I think is, 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 uh, you know, you were ahead of the curve on that anyway. So you <laughs> were doing that anyway, but now you've doubled, well, I don't know about doubled down, but you've increased the PT aspect, maybe the chiropractic, mm-hmm. other services yeah. like that. Um, talk a little bit more about that and then touch on the essential versus non-essential. Yeah. Yeah. So we, over the years, so I've been in business 15 years. And when we first started, I had one massage room. And fast forward 15 years, when we move location stuff, I now have nine treatment rooms mm. um, and a couple physical therapy tables that aren't in rooms. So we've really expanded the sort of what we call therapeutic, which includes the massage, the chiropractic, the physical therapy, it's part of our business over the last 15 years. But in COVID specifically, because that was considered essential for better or worse, like we, um, the demand for that stayed consistent and then since has grown. And then we've, our one physical therapy company is growing. So they're continuing to hire. And then we've had a couple, um, we actually had a part-time chiropractor who um, was, had like a full-time job and was doing chiropractor on site. And she's now moving, you know, is recently moving full-time to chiropractic. So I think people just some of the, it's, those businesses are doing well because people obviously health is super important, which COVID has shown us more than ever. Mm-hmm. And so those businesses are succeeding. And so we have a great space for that. So it's been kind of a combination of um, us having the uh, a nice environment for that. And then the businesses within us were growing and then attracting a few more people that were like, I want to, I want to grow that more as my business. And it's been a great fit. And to your point about the essential versus non-essential, it goes back to, I mean, we've talked about this in the industry a lot of like, there's not really formal, I mean, it, they consider essential medical because there's such more strict, you know, the licensing versus certification, you know, it's just phys- fitness, as we all know, is hugely important and should be essential. But I think the regu- the there's not enough regulations around it for like the, you know, bu- bureaucracy to sort of deem it essential it's really unfortunate but but i think it gets lost it's sort of like there's not a consistent enough structure of what that means and the education that goes into it and all of that stuff so you probably know more about it than i do because i know idea is doing a lot of work on on more the forefront of that but just my experience is that's what i've seen is like the disconnect between the medical industry that has very you know you have to have these licenses and fitness which is a little more fluid and what, what does your education need to be to be able to be a fitness instructor? Right. I, I think what we realized um, early in, in pandemic was that the advocacy piece with mm-hmm. government was not there. And so we didn't, yeah. didn't really have a voice. Um, we mm-hmm. sort of made it our business to have a voice um, as an industry. Um, and I think we're still, uh, you know, making progress on that front, but um, there's still a lot of work to be done there for sure. Yeah. But I wonder if COVID is sort of a catalyst to that conversation, you know, happening more and more, because I think that's when it really people were like, wait, what? Why is this not essential? And so like maybe gave an opportunity to open up that conversation more and 
finally hopefully start getting a little traction there. Yeah, right on. I think you're you're absolutely right there. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break from our interview to do a little housekeeping. Do you have a product or service you'd like to get in front of our audience? With 15,000 members and a marketing reach of 275,000 fitness pros, Idea Health and Fitness is your trusted marketing partner for reaching the fitness and wellness industry. Whether you're looking to drive awareness, engagement, generate leads, or increase sales, IDEA has targeted marketing vehicles and events to get your message out to our dedicated audience of certified fitness professionals. Let's work together to meet your business goals. Contact the IDEA brand activation team at sales at ideafit.com. That's sales at ideafit.com. Now let's get back to the interview. I had one other question about your um, the business model with the Allied Health pros in there. Yeah. I'm wondering what the, um, even pre and, and post, what is the cross-referral? What does it look like, um, you know, PT, uh, you know, personal trainers to Allied Health pros and your Allied Health pros back to PT? Yeah, they, they um, some of the, like our physical therapy department has, um, they offer, you know, half price sessions if you refer a client and if a, if a trainer actually goes to the session, they'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of cool because then the trainer learns, it's a, it's a very collaborative thing. So we have some of these like cross referral promotions, but honestly, the way it happens the best is just as the trainers and the allied health professionals get to know each other and maybe they treat each other or train with each other and they, they build that trust. That's when the referrals happen. It doesn't really matter if there's a discount or not as much as just once people get to know what their specialties are and what they're really good at. And it's like, wow, my client really needs that work. And it just happens organically. And to me, that's when it's the most powerful. And we do have a lot of that happening in our facility. And it's great because the client feels so well cared for when they know, you know, their chiropractor, their therapist is talking to their trainer and everyone's kind of on the same page and sort of working to solve the same problems and can share ideas. And so that's really been a good, um, not only good revenue stream for us, but good for just the entire feeling of the community we have. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps with retention of clients because they get, you know, it's kind of a one-stop shop and they feel, they feel well cared for. I mean, absolutely. To think about the just the trust issue of, mm-hmm. you know, there's my colleague down the hallway or in the in this mm-hmm. in the other room or, you know, however, I've never seen your exactly. setup, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> but to say that you have a colleague in the same building who you would like to refer them to, um, who has particular expertise in a different area um, and then to just be able to send them you know, down the hallway or whatever, mm-hmm. under the same roof, I think is, yeah. um, I mean, that's pure gold. That's really yeah. a smart thing to do. It's really um, so convenient for the clients. And you like, there's so much, if the client, you know, as let's say I have a client, I'm the trainer, the client already trusts me so much. If I have a good relationship with that client, that if mm-hmm. I feel that's why it's important for me to trust who I'm sending them to. But once I have that trusted, such an easy, it's not a, it's not a sales pitch or anything. It's so easy just to honestly say, Oh my God, I have this person They're right here. I'd love to introduce you. They could really help us with this. And it's just like, it's just such a natural exchange and it's, it's really easy. And I would say when I talk to other studio owners, 
I really emphasize if you don't have some amount of like wellness or, or therapeutic services, it's really something to consider because yes, now we have nine rooms and it sounds all fancy, but when we first started, we had a chiropractor that was just on the floor with a table next to a treadmill in the corner and they got, their business got so full and so busy mm-hmm. just by clients seeing them right there. And so it didn't take, we didn't have to have like a, a built up office necessarily to make them. And, and you can do that. That's harder with massage, but with chiropractic and physical therapy, you don't necessarily need a private office or you could even get just those little, um, you know, folding like stand up kind of screens or shades that you right. can just private, make an area feel a little more private. So right. If you're worried, like, oh, I don't have the money or I don't have the space to build these rooms, like you don't necessarily need that to get started. So just have a little ingenuity and be willing to roll with it and create as you go. Exactly. Yep. Um, So we've already talked about some of the bigger learnings from the pandemic. um, But speaking in terms of the fitness industry in general, maybe what are any other learnings that we haven't touched Mm. upon yet? Uh, And particularly, where do you think we're missing the mark? And how do you think we can do better as business owners, as leaders, as organizations, um, or even part of the healthcare continuum? Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's a, it's a good question. I don't know that I have all the answers to that, but one, one thought I have, and we just talked about it is trust. I mean, trust is our number one commodity in, in, I think all businesses, but especially in what we do where it's so personal and, um, building and maintaining trust. And when COVID came in, it was a whole nother level of trust we had to, to build, right. And making sure we're, we're, um, following the things we need to do to be safe, to keep each other safe, um, to still keep our clients healthy and moving and not, not sitting at home on the couch. And, you know, I know the COVID gaining weight during COVID was a real thing for a lot of people because we were just stuck in our homes. And so how can we, in a world where there's arguably more fear, how do we continue to build that trust? And, you know, some of that is maybe following, you know, making sure you follow, um, guidelines that are being put out there by your state and county and things like that. And just really prioritizing um, safety and communication over communicating with your clients about what's going on and what you're doing. And that's really helped us. We've been, um, so one thing I took very seriously from the beginning is just really being open with the communication out and in front with communication fall, you know, and it's really helped us in the long run. I think people, people really do trust our environment. And I think as an industry and as leaders, um, I know that depending on where you live, states and counties have had different rules and all of that, but, you know, making sure you're doing what you feel is important to keep people safe within your facility. And I think as healthcare facilities, we are, um, you know, that is our kind of duty to make sure we're keeping our people safe. Yep. As I think uh, communication is such a key there and establishing trust through communication and mm-hmm. being really consistent clear and open about Mm it. Um, so I wanted to switch gears, Ashley, um, and talk about, and talk about your mastermind group. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe if you could give us a little background on when you started it, how many members you currently have, and maybe what some of the pain points, uh, that have been discussed in your groups, um, and maybe action steps among members during COVID. What has that, that been, been like? Yeah, I know that's been a ride through COVID as well. So I started my mastermind groups about five years ago and they've been really fun for me to do. They, they um, I maxed it out at about 10 people. So I'm not trying to do a large group because I want it to be about 
personal relationships. And the thing that's, I think, pleasantly surprised me the most about it is the how deep the friendships of the members in the group, you know, how deep those friendships have become. And they they use each other as, you know, sounding boards and they've developed friendships and they they even some of them even travel together and go to each other's studios and visit. So that's been really cool to see. Um, of course, during COVID, um, depending on the business and the models, I mean, everyone was hit different ways and we lost a few members that that had to close their businesses or or um, decided to pivot to something else, like close their studio, but pivot online, which um, a couple of our people did super successfully, which was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Pain points were kind of, I mean, first it was just like, originally when we all had to close down, there was so much stress trying to figure out what exactly to do, how to communicate, and then like, what's the pivot that you do? And then what about all this government stuff? Like, PPP loans and media EIDL loans. And like, so we were kind of all working through that together. And it was really helpful to have a group of people that could kind of, this is what I found out. Okay. This is what I learned. Okay. Make sure you go here and fill this out. And it was just really helpful because it was overwhelming to try to sort through all that stuff. Um, and then when we got, then it kind of went more to like, okay, you know, are we going virtual? You know, what are each, what is each person doing? How can we support each other? How can we share our best learnings? Um, how can we re- start getting clients back, which really a lot of that was the communication and the trust and really getting people to feel safe to, to if it was in person to come back in, obviously if it was virtual, then, then it was um, convincing people, of how, you know, connecting with people virtually and making them still feel like they're getting an experience um, that's, you know, somewhat similar to when they were coming in in person. So it was just nice to be able to have support to talk through all those things. Um, the mastermind group has changed over this last year because a big part of our group was to do live retreats together Sure. and that has been on hold. So I've kind of been doing more one-on-one coaching actually during the last, I don't know, nine months or so, um, with the hope of in 2022 returning to more of the mastermind retreat kind of model that people just love. Cause that's where the friendships really take off. And, and, you know, the virtual is nice and I feel so thankful that virtual has become a way for us to do things. But I think we all agree that like nothing quite replaces that in person. And I think it's going to be so um, it's just going to feel really good to be able to get back to that and then have virtual as a way to support that um, in between. Right. I mean, we're in-person people anyway in this industry. So to be able to feel that energy of, you know, somebody next to you, um, you know, and, and share that. But I think, you know, your point about having a network, a community of people to rely on so you don't feel alone when things get scary mm-hmm. um, and to just kind of group problem solve is totally uh, it's a it's yeah. a great, great way to go. Yeah. The group um, problem solving was very I mean, and it wasn't just me. I mean, they were all problem solving. We were all doing it together and it was really helpful for everyone, I think. Yeah, that's magic. Um, So, Ashley, imagine you're talking with a college student or a person who is seriously contemplating getting into our industry. What are your top three pieces of advice for them? Oh, that's a good one. Um, The first thing I think I would say is that, you know, there's a lot of fulfillment and stuff and personal training and fitness and all of that, but it is hard work. And are you, you know, is that what you're looking for? Are you ready to take that on? Because I think there is this like feeling of like, oh, I'm, I'm in the gym all day and I can be active and working. And it's like, no, it's, it's work and it's exhausting and it's, we're giving a lot. And 
Um, so just be prepared, you know, do your homework on what, what a kind of it's like as a career and see if that's, you know, make sure you're ready for that. So maybe, um, maybe interning or shadowing someone just, you yeah. know, for even a couple of weeks, just to see what's Absolutely. involved in, you know, eight hours in the gym a day or more. Yeah. Interning is a great option, shadowing and just having coffee with different trainers, you know, and ask them about, you know, just, just getting to know people that are doing that. But I think interning and shadowing are great options um, to do to kind of see it firsthand and then definitely like getting a mentor or a coach that can help you. Um, especially if you're just starting out, not just from the training side of it, but like, how do you get clients? What are, what are the best ways to market yourself both from kind of word of mouth to like online platforms and where do you shine and, and what's who, what's your kind of personal brand that you want to put out there. Um, and so how do you hone that? I think a lot of um, a lot of people coming into personal training, they're focused on learning the personal training part, which is obviously key and huge, but there's sort of this whole other part to learn, depending on what your job is. You know, if you were with a company that maybe does a lot of that for you, but a lot of times there, even if you're an employee somewhere, there's still some amount of um, responsibility for you to kind of work on getting clients yourself. So that's a really valuable skill when starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirdly, I would say, you know, I run a business where I have independent business owners. And so a lot of times they come from being an employee somewhere and throughout the course of your career, you're probably going to leave facilities or move around to, to grow. But if you do that, just do it with integrity and grace and communicate and don't be, don't be, you know, that story here, that jerk that moves down the street and takes everyone, you know, just handle that well. Cause that's going to be probably a part of your career. You don't want to burn bridges and um, you know, just communicate and be, be ethical. I think in that. Great stuff. I love all three <laughs> of those points. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so as a, a past programming consultant to idea, it's really clear that you value Con Ed continuing education. Um, please share your thoughts on the importance of staying on that learning quest for the span of a career. Um, and then if you could share what, if any doors have your continuing ed experiences open for you mm, or, mm. or game changing that you didn't expect. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, for one fitness, there's so much to learn in fitness. I think that's one of the coolest things about this career is like the human body is just so incredibly complex and there's so many different approaches and avenues of learning. And so I think it staying on top of continued education continues to keep you motivated and inspired. I know it does for me as an instructor, like to keep me excited about, you know, after I've been doing this 25 years, I'm still excited because there's so much more to still learn. And I think education is key for that. Um, I also think sort of going deep in your education and, and some of that, like it's fun to kind of go broad and learn new things, but also finding areas you can really go deep in so that you can become a master in certain, um, certain areas of fitness. I think that really can become um, more fulfilling in the long, long term as you become ec- an expert in a couple areas. Um, and as far as gosh, what it's brought me, I mean, I've become a speaker I've started a mastermind. I've been a consultant for idea. I've met and talked to some of the top names in the industry all because of going to continuing ed 
and um, mentoring groups and things like that, where I've met people. And that's how you sort of grow within the industry is the Mm -hmm. connections you make. So it's the education you're getting is huge, but the connections you make, you just don't know who you're going to meet, what that's going to lead to and the ideas you might get or the partnerships you might make. And it really is. I mean, I love it. And I, I, um, I'm excited for, I mean, it's a ways off, but I'm excited. I'm so excited for idea world 2022 and like getting back, be able to see people and like that networking and just that connecting. And that's such a huge part of the educational experience to me. Yeah. And it's idea world 2022 is going to be a party. It's our 40th yeah. anniversary. We're in Las Ooh. Vegas. So, um, it's going to be a great time, but, um, you know, I, I love your point about, you know, drilling down deep into things that really interest you, um, you know, stay curious, that's going to feed your fire. um, And just keep you fresh. Yeah, exactly. So switching gears a little bit here. um, The last time we did a podcast, um, you and I had a long discussion about um, how passionate you are about steering fitness in a more green and eco friendly direction. Mm -hmm. And while your attention probably hasn't been on that 100% during Mm -hmm. pandemic, it's clear from daily headlines that the planet is suffering. We're in climate crisis and we can't really afford to set aside planning for um, for a more sustainable industry model. Um, So Mm -hmm. as we were sort of coming out of the crisis of pandemic, where is your focus on this for the near Mm -hmm. term and long term? Mm -hmm. And how can we all make a difference starting today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that has been something over the last, um, well, many years, but especially the last few years that I've really become more more interested in and more passionate about and more urgent about. And, you know, before pandemic, I was, I was developing a program for studio owners to, to have a more eco-friendly environment. Mm -hmm. But since COVID, what I've realized at least right now is like, that's just a hard thing for people to focus on. They're focused on surviving and they're focused on getting their business going. So I've thought like, what's a way that we can make an impact that's, that's not complicated. It's not difficult for people. And um, one thing that we've done at Evolution over the years is every year we run a fundraising event. And I'm wanting to put together an industry-wide fundraising event called Push for the Planet and um, aiming to do it Earth Day 2022 and would love to get as many fitness professionals, studio owners, I would love idea if they have any interest in, in helping spread the word, but just really having a fundraiser where people um, donate to offset their own carbon um, carbon footprint. Because I think that really speaks to people and like, you're putting out this much carbon in the world each year, what can you do about it? And right. it's a easy kind of simple way for someone to take, get involved and take action. Because I, I think the challenge, I mean, there's so many challenges with climate crisis, but it feels so big and overwhelming and daunting. And I think for a lot of people, that just almost like paralyzes them into inaction because it sort of feels like whatever I do is not going to not going to make that big of a difference. But I think if we have just people taking more responsibility for what they what, you know, what their impact is on the world, I think that can be an easy way to spread the word. And just it would be really cool to just get this big annual event that's a fundraiser for offsetting carbon, which is a big part of the climate fight right now. We're trying to switch mm-hmm. to clean energy, but um, car- carbon capture is a huge way in the interim to help reduce the impact that that has onto the environment. So that's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, well, keep us posted on the fundraiser and how we can all get involved. Um, I, I love those ideas. 
They're so, they're just so needed now and, you know, for our future, for, you know, the future of young people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If anyone's Uh, interested in getting involved, then feel free to reach out. You know, would love to have, have help and partnership in, in just getting this word out, having fun with it. Let's group problem solve it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're smart people. We can, exactly. And think of the fitness industry. We're huge. We could, we could spread the word through that. It would really, it would feel like it would really multiply. Yeah. I love it. So before we sign off, Ashley, can you please tell people how they can connect with you either through social media, your website or any other means? And then I would love it if you could leave us with a parting thought or two for industry colleagues to give them hope during such a time of uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Ways to connect with me. Evolutiontrainers.com is my website for my studio. If you want to look at what we have going on there, thrivestudiocoaching.com is my coaching and consulting business that I work with other fitness professionals and studio owners. Um, I have some other podcasts and stuff there. You can get some great free information. Um, I'm on Facebook at Ashley Selman. Um, and you know, you can email me through either of my websites. Um, would love to hear from anyone. I mean, you can email Ashley at Evolution Trainers. Um, if you have any questions or want to get involved in the push for the planet or anything like that, feel free to reach out. Um, final thoughts. I mean, I know this this time has been long, like it is drug out, like, right? We were sort of feeling some excitement in like May and June and kind of feeling like our lives were going to return to normal and then to get hit with sort of the second wave. It's just exhausting and i just want people to remember that like wherever your business is right now health and fitness has is more important than ever and we have to we have to meet our clients where they are now but if you're if you're a brick and mortar business and wondering what to do and that's the situation i'm in i just my prediction is that our industry is going to come back bigger and stronger than ever Mm-hmm. once we can get through this so right now is about just buckling down and having stamina and just sticking through it and maybe having some healthy detachment from your business but <laughs> knowing that in the long run if you can stick through this i feel like we're going to be even more successful and we need to be prepared to kind of meet that call when our clients are are feeling safe and ready to come back to us and i think also just relying on each other we're a community we, you know mm-hmm. we're a, a helping community and so reach out to each other right yeah for sure and that's what's that's what's great about ideas like all the all the resources and and ways to you know connect even with the virtual stuff you guys have been doing as you guys pivoted this last year and a half it's been great and uh yeah so staying connected i think is super important thank you so much ashley i really appreciate you stopping in today you're welcome so many so many rich nuggets there for for people to hold on to and and think about thank you i appreciate it All right. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Well, that winds up our conversation with Ashley Salman. Check the show notes for details about getting in touch with her and for any other resources mentioned on today's show. If you're not an IDEA member, learn more about how IdeaFit Plus membership is truly the mastermind asset that fit pros everywhere are choosing to push their careers forward. If we can answer any questions about how you can enjoy all of IDEA's incredible benefits and career tools, please visit ideafit.com or call our Inspired Service team at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. 
This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.